0: Hello there.
1: Oh, I've not got anything to say. <laughs> we're, not, we're not on Star Wars, are we? I'm out no, we're not. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, oh that's no. amazing. We're going to carry we on. Well, well, oh, welcome you know I'm something of a scientist myself.
0: <laughs> Ooh, he pulled one out the bag. Welcome to the Babblers Guild, where we watch and review films. And if you're lucky, a few TV series and along the way. So come in, take a seat, grab yourself a drink and get comfortable. I'm Link. And as always, I'm joined by the military poison gas that turns people into a super villain expert, Jamie!
1: That is me. That is my latest title. I have many now. <laughs> you I have need to, many? I need, to get, I need to get a badge at some point that I wear that has every expert title that I have on it. And I'm, it may as well just be a t-shirt print at that stage. it would just be like you know a long what? script. I'm all for you having that.
0: I think we may need yeah. to get that
1: made. Cat Fur expert. I want that.
0: I mean, if we ever if we ever get big enough to do merch, I feel like um, one of us is gonna have to go through every single episode and um write down every single title you've got thus far and yeah. stick it on the front of a t shirt.
1: <laughs> we'll start a spreadsheet now just to keep track of them. Yeah, I
0: think that might be a good thing. That might be, have to be a thing that I go and do. Now obviously, um we've had a we've had a week off. Well, it's basically two weeks, isn't it, since we've recorded.
1: Um It yeah. has been, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because we usually record every week, there'd be a week between, but then if we have a week off, there's two weeks between. Yeah, so a lot's ha- I think a, a
0: lot, has a lot happened? No, but yes. No, but yes.
1: But no. But, but no. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, I can't really think what's happened, to be honest. Everything's a bit of a blur. It's been, um, been a bank holiday weekend. There has been UK. a bank holiday weekend, um, yeah. I mean, I went to Glasgow, it was great. You did? Yep. Went to Coldplay. Oh, yeah. I heard that was really good. Everyone's raving about Coldplay and the the wristbands. It was probably.
0: It's definitely up there. Like, I think seeing Sparks is always going to be my favorite, um, like, gig ever. But I don't know. Just, like, the amount of production that went into that Coldplay concert, it, it was just incredible. Like, amazing. Like, I've never. Never been a part of something like that. And like you said about the wristbands, if you don't know at Coldplay concerts, they have these um like biodegradable wristbands with LEDs in them. And they're sort of connected to a main computer and every single so like all like 50, 60 thousand people in the stadium, they every single person had the wristband on and you um, pulled a little tab out of it and it's linked to the systems and with the beat of the music it changes color and everything and it's it's fascinating to see and it 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 makes it it makes it much more of sort of a interactive experience it makes you feel like you are a part of that performance not just someone who's sat there not sat there singing the songs it's it was amazing (laughs) we were stood like right next to the stage as well and it was it was brilliant they had a puppet singing a song as well very weird Mm. It was, great. It was good, good stuff. We went to Edinburgh as well for a day um, and the Fringe, Edinburgh Fringe was on. Um, if people don't know what the Edinburgh Fringe is, it's basically a big theatre festival that they have in Edinburgh where all the up-and-coming plays are on. There's a big bin strike. <laughs> all the, um, the I don't know, what is the name for it anymore? Because obviously you used to say bin men, but it's not just men who do it. So what do you say now?
1: Uh, waste Refuse Collection.
0: There you go. All the um, waste refuse collectors um, are on strike in Edinburgh, so it's a great time to do it with the fringe on so all of the streets were completely covered in bags of rubbish and rats
1: and it was put us off a bit <laughs> just to say, to say the least yeah it doesn't sound the most the most ideal situation no um, it wasn't <laughs> so we obviously had that Gorbachev died oh yeah the the former leader of the Soviet Union who yeah. um, accidentally helped to end the Cold War so uh um, it's it's nice to see that Russian dictators have carried on the, <laughs> the, the press pool of avoiding conflict. Uh, well, well avoid obviously. Topic. Yeah, definitely avoid <laughs> that. Alleged- edit that one out, Allegedly. Allegedly. So that <laughs> Feel free to, to edit that one out. I don't want to fall from a hospital window. <laughs> I um, think you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah no it's it's been a been an all right couple of weeks really, but we're ready to get back into it aren't we ready to, to hit a podcast hit the ground running or swinging I should say? Yeah we um, are pretty
0: much. now I po- I did a little post on on Instagram um this morning just sort of outlining that season two's back baby from the 5th of September, which is today if you're listening on the day of release date now.
1: Two day of the week? of the week <laughs> <laughs> we're back we're
0: already back the i actually did put up a running list of what we're going to be watching this time it's going to be nine films Nine. now we weren't going to announce it but i thought i think it'd be a nice thing for people just to know what's up up and coming yes so if you haven't seen the post up the away web. Yes, exactly. I'll up it away. Shazam. We'll go to that in a moment. Uh, So the running order is obviously today. The first episode is going to be Spider-Man, the 2002 classic Sam Raimi. Next week is going to be the SpongeBob movie. Then we're going to go back to Spider-Man 2, then Whiplash, then Spider-Man 3, School of Rock, Shrek, the Naked Gun, Shrek 2, and that's the end
1: what an incredible list of films it's going to be
0: a great time and i think it's nice to end on shrek too because that's just before they get bad
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's why i only picked the first two to go over. um yes. yeah so hopefully
0: yeah. having that nice little running order is going to be good and then after
1: that we'll have another little week's break and then it's probably going to be in some little little christmas season isn't it potentially yeah that could that could come up there'll probably be a few games that we might need to review around that period as well
0: potentially yeah because there's quite a lot of games coming out oh bad news if anybody cares um evil west which i've talked about before um has been delayed from the end of september to the end of november for some Not reason another
1: game delay that never
0: happens. it never happens i was really annoyed though because i was ready for as soon as i got my first paycheck from teaching to <laughs> pre-order it and get it get it bloody in which is mental but i do start teaching on monday which is scary
1: hey, very scary but hopefully exciting as well
0: it is exciting as well i did my first day today which was just an inset day lots and lots of trainings so i have finished at the call center now which was which was a good time I actually really um i don't know if i really enjoyed it i felt a bit weird leaving to oh, be
1: just... honest yeah, yeah. I, I i didn't when i left the call center <laughs> i didn't enjoy it <laughs> you, so <laughs> you had all the party poppers and streamers going after you left <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Pretty I actually much. have a bottle of Prosecco waiting for me at home. <laughs> Just outside the door, you're like, oh, good job I left this here. Yeah, I, hey. I was glad to leave that, but I'm glad that you enjoyed your time uh, with your job.
0: I honestly, I don't know why I even liked it. It was weird. I had one complaint on the final day, which um, uh, I don't, if, if anybody cares about it, it was actually quite a good one. There was a, for some reason, there's a system error on the website where, for a school, the girls' blazers were showing at
1: £33, which is the regular price for a blazer. I think you said about this on the last yes. one.
0: Uh, no, I didn't. This is... Oh, no, this, this, is, is, no. Compl- I know this you is said different. There were
1: a few complaints about, oh, no, before people were complaining because they couldn't get it in time, despite the fact it was clearly advertised what the cut was.
0: Yes, exactly. But this, so the girls' blazers were priced at £33, which is the actual price for that school blazer. And there was a, in, there's a sort of a system error and we weren't aware of it, we weren't flagged, it wasn't anything. And the boys blazers were selling for a tenner for some reason. Now, this uh, woman rang up, this very angry woman, and she was shouting at me down the phone saying that we were targeting the female gender, <laughs> making um, females pay more because they are women. I mean, and it it looks I just like that. but It does it's just look an like that. And I just kept having to say to her, I was like, well, it is a system error. I assure you, nobody has programmed the system to target no. the boys' blazers to put them at £10 and leave the girls at £30. And she just kept saying to me, and I was on the phone for about 25, 30 minutes with her. They just didn't get kept, it. She didn't get it. And she just kept saying, well, I hardly think it's fair. And I was like, I, I agree. It's not fair. But it's an IT error, and I flagged it to get it fixed. We can't fix it now. So, unfortunately, I can't do anything about it. And she That's kept saying, good. well, can I have the girls' blazer for a tenner? I was like, no, you can't have it for a tenner because it's a system error. It's not an offer. Yeah. no, It just goes over the reds, doesn't it? It does. And the funny thing was, well, not the funny thing, the stupid thing was, she was doing that thinking we'd sent all the ones out for a tenner, but... The system had actually picked up on it without us knowing, and been cancelling all the ones that had been ordered that were that had been erred at a Oh.
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> not, no one not had, a perfect situation. No, not really. It was, um, and that was about twenty-five minutes of my final day, anyway. But anyway, I start teaching next week, and I am very excited for it. Uh, we're Good. gonna get into this now. It's time for an incredibly famous section. It is our recommendation of the week. <laughs> Ha 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 ha. Ha,
1: ha, ha ha. ha ha. ha you win. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> JV,
0: what is your recommendation? Um, in the first I'm going week with back? a game.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going with a game or a Woo! couple of games rather. So I um jumped back into a game that I started playing a few years ago and for some reason stopped after about ten minutes. Um but then went back to it it's it's free on the PlayStation Plus extra subscription, which has all the PS4 games. And I've been playing South Park. Fractured butthole. Oh um, yeah, you sent me a
0: couple of photos of this,
1: didn't you? Yeah, and it, it is a bit of a. It's spelled fractured butthole, as in whole, as in a whole thing, like W H O L E. But it is a bit of a pun on fractured butthole. A, fra- um, a
0: fractured butthole.
1: Yeah, because the character's super name is is butthole because his superpower is that he has mega farts. Incredible. Um, so he 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 develops a fractured butthole at one point. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Essentially, the, the South Park released a couple. Have released a couple of games so far. Well, There's a few, but there's a couple in this series that were on. Stick of Truth was the first one, and it, they are like RPG games. Essentially, Stick of Truth is a lot more RPG based. It's it's kind of D and D esque in terms of the theme, but also based off the episode where they are all Lord of the Rings characters. Yes, um, I so love that
0: episode. It's so they're good. all
1: wizards, mages, bards, that kind of thing. They've all got and, and healers. They've all got their their special abilities. And the actual way the game worked, the first one, so that's part of the recommendation, is that it it was very RPG. There were lots of side missions that you could do. You could find better weapons, better gear, and level yourself up. So by the time I got to the end, I'd done all the side bits, and I was ridiculously Um, over-leveled. The second one's a bit different, so it's based on all their superhero characters, and I won't say the names of some of them, because they're... Um, plays on racist phrases, unfortunately. Um, well, wow. typical, <laughs> typical, typical South Park style. They obviously poke jokes at, at society being a bit, a bit terrible. Um, but this follows them in their, their, their super, superhero stage, and the combat's a bit more advanced on this one. It's, it's quite enjoyable once you get used to it. Um, it's not just as simple as taking turns hitting each other. You have to think about placement and what sort of combos you're using and what characters you've got on at one time. There are side missions, but you don't have an actual... You do have a level where it's not like a combat level, and you don't get to change weapons, you just get new moves. Right. But they don't... You can't really upgrade them individually, the moves. You just upgrade your character by finding artifacts that you equip, and they then give you different boosts. So for yeah, me, the RPG not... element got lost a little bit. You don't get to choose too much how quickly you level up, and there aren't as many side missions, I wouldn't say. Um... But no, the story is absolutely hilarious. Basically the games are interactive South Park episodes. So they yeah, are they are episodes that's that you like what you, you want. Yeah, you just get to play in. Um, um so it's like an yeah, an interactive South Park episode. So I've been playing them. I've platinumed both of them. Stick of truth's a bit harder to platinum because there's about fifty missable trophies. Oh, so you have to make multiple saves because you have to do the same thing multiple different ways. Um Fractured But Whole is a bit different. There's only one missable trophy, which is to complete the game on the hardest difficulty. Uh, You do also have to use a a black character on it, because South Park put a joke in where your difficulty level... I think it's purely cosmetic, um, like a a cosmetic choice in the end, but they made a joke that your difficulty is based on the colour of your skin on the game. So that that just gives you an indication as to South Park... Delete that out if that's not appropriate, I don't know. No, that's, that's <laughs> part of the game you're talking about. <laughs> it's, part, so. it's part of the game. So, yeah, so that's my recommendation. Um, the South Park game, Stick of Truth and Fractured But Whole.
0: They are great. I've only played Stick of Truth. and I just remember there's the bit at the end, is it, where you're fe- fighting, like, giant Nazi fetuses?
1: <laughs> that's in Stick of Truth. There's a boss battle where you fight an aborted fetus. That's that it. Is, it's the fetus of Khloe Kardashian, and it's come back as a Nazi zombie
0: yes that's it did i say fractured butthole or did i say stick of truth? that's
1: i can't remember i think you just said at the end of the game but is isn't stick a truth that one yes that's the one that if you're yeah. into south park everything that you know from them is in there when you go in the shops it's all the songs like sexual harassment panda <laughs> um <laughs> and Chim pokemon it's all in <laughs> oh, there yeah. it's so good because in, fra-
0: in fractured butthole isn't that um not fractured butthole um the stick of truth you have to collect the chimp pokemon don't you That's you like do the they're the collectibles yeah. but
1: there are some that you can only get in certain missions as well so yeah, they're right, also okay. missing
0: because so um, i might get so... um fractured butthole because like cause i don't have the ps plus upgrade thing I, I was talking to you about this the other day like i do want it but it's a f- just like all the games that i'm going to be playing this year are all pretty yeah. much new games because it's like what's out like it's like the new bloody gotham knights game there's Modern Warfare Two, there's God of War, there's Evil West, there's probably something else. Yeah, so much stuff. Yeah.
1: Quite a few coming out.
0: There's quite a few bloody coming out.
1: Uh, yeah, um, I'd say get 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 to playing it if you get a chance. Um, it, I think it's quite cheap generally to pick up as well now because it's an older game. Um, that's that's my recommendation. What what are you going for this week? Now,
0: I'm also going with a video game. Ooh, we're going back. We're going back to the bloody games. Now, this is a game that is actually a full remake game. Now, uh, the other year, probably, what, 2018, 2019, for some reason the games industry had just a big splurge of remakes coming out, didn't they? There was like Resi 2
1: and everything like that. Yeah, everything that ever existed before and people liked it. They just remade it
0: pretty much they did and it's because the the Destroy All humans 2 remake has just come out today in fact i haven't picked that up but i do want to pick up that and the first one as well anyway my recommendation is completely going off tangent is the medieval medieval remake from i think 2019 also or maybe 2018
1: i'm not sure what year that was but i know the one that you mean
0: yeah it's great now the only, only reason why I'm bringing this up is because I was having a look at my trophy list the other day and I, I like just sometimes just go and have a look and see what I've done because I always forget what Platinums I've got and stuff. And I just saw it because I platinumed it. And I just remember putting it on and immediately sort of being transported back to when I originally played it on PS1. Somehow they've completely recreated the entire game of Medieval and made it look like a brand new game that's just been released with exactly the sort of same mechanics but updated but it feels oh. and it makes you think you're playing the original game it's i don't know how to properly describe it it's almost as if like you could take me back to when i was playing it on the ps1 and I was thinking, yeah. oh, this is the best looking game ever. This is incredible. It's the same feeling.
1: It 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 looks how I remember it looking. I said that the other week, didn't I, with the Tony Hawk games. That exactly. You go yeah. back and look at footage of them and you're like, oh, was it actually this bad? Were the graphics this, yeah, this, this exactly. poor in comparison to what we have today?
0: And that's what that's exactly what I got with like uh, medieval. It's it is a great game. Now, the controls are like it was in the in the original game, a little bit janky. But you do get used to it. And I think the, the way the game's designed really works for it, because <clears throat> pardon me, if you don't um, know, you play as a character called Sir Daniel Fortescue, who was killed in battle a long, long time ago, and the His body is reanimated and he's a skeleton. He can't talk. Well, he can talk. He just goes... (laughs) That's how he talks. uh, He doesn't have a bottom jaw and he has one eye as well and a worm lives in the other one. And his body's been reanimated and it's sort of your task to go and defeat the evil in the world who has basically taken over since since you, you died. And you're like the hero of the land and everybody knows who you are. And... It's just I don't know. It's everything about the game is fantastic. It's very cartoony. It's just it's just a fantastic game. And if no, if you haven't played it, go out and play it. And like Jamie said about the stick of truth and stuff, you can probably pick this up pretty cheap at the moment. It's, I I'd hazard a guess and say it's probably on sale <laughs> or something. Probably. Or it might even be on the. Everything PS. is these days. <laughs> probably as well. They have a sale on, on every Plus. other day on the, the PlayStation Store. <laughs> they do, and sometimes it's like eighty percent off. And you're like, how are they selling them this cheap? But they are. But they are anyway. That's my recommendation. It is medieval, and it's on for the PS PS4. But obviously, you can get it on PS5 as well if you'd like.
1: Perfect. And that's
0: that's the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> now, just before we get into Spider Man, there's a there's a little a little something we haven't done yet. Um, and some would say it's a world famous section of the podcast. It is. The perfect pour.
1: Perfect poor of the week. Perfect poor.
0: Now this week, oh, it's... <laughs> oh, it's back. This week, it's... Uh, actually, it's a beer that I do frequent and quite enjoy and it's actually just one that I sort of had left over from the other day and I thought I'm not gonna go out and buy one. I think this one should actually go on to the podcast. It's a... Uh, don't actually know how to pronounce it. You might have to help me with this one, Jamie. I always say Ho Garden.
1: I'd say it's yeah, either High Ho garden or Her garden.
0: Her garden? Her garden?
1: H-O-E-G-A-A-R-D-N.
0: Anyway, it's a it's a Belgian wheat beer and It's incredible. I'll read you the little blurb on the back as usual. Almost 600 years ago in the Belgian village of Hergarden, a band of monks experimented experimented by adding oddball botanicals from halfway around the world to their traditional wheat beer. Our recipe, inspired by their creation, is a beer with a refreshing flavour and captivating aroma unlike any in the world you might call it divine inspiration we call it her garden her garden, her garden whatever it is <laughs> anyway it is a really nice beer it's really sort of light and it's one of them beers where like you really laughed at it the other week it's got a bit of sediment in the bottom <laughs> it's got a bit of sediment so we're going to open it up and just before i do it's actually got instructions so it's meant to be chilled which it has been then I need to pour two-thirds of it out. Then I need to swirl the bottle and then top it off in the glass, apparently.
1: Doesn't sound too difficult.
0: Doesn't sound too difficult. We're going to go for it. Let me just set up my camera first so I'm not rushing around in case I get an awful head on this beer. Here we go. The camera camera is
1: officially up. Okay, here we go. Oh, did you even hear that? I did. It was a quite a subtle
0: one. It was a little subtle one. Right, so I'm going to pour two-thirds. Oh, getting quite a nice head, you know. Pour two-thirds. There we go. And apparently we've got a swill. I'm assuming this is to raise the sediment. And then pour the rest. You know what? That's actually looking pretty good. Here we go. You know what i think that's that's a pretty good one i know i'm sort of touting my own trumpet there but
1: <laughs> that actually looks all right you know what that swirling method works let's have a look oh you know what we've had a few we've had a few in the last sort of we had a good streak and then we had a couple of weeks where it weren't Put quite perfect mishaps. i think with that i'm gonna call that the perfect poor i think we're back on Woo! track
0: that is the track. perfect
1: pour of the week. Perfect. Oh, oh, we're back. We're back with yeah. a perfect pour. That's all
0: right for the first week. Uh, it, it is. It is a really nice beer. Now, obviously, you can have your say uh, today if, it, if it's if it's the fifth of September. Uh, just tell me, do you think it is the perfect pour? Anyway, Jamie. Yes. I'm not actually going to forget this entire season and you need to hold me to it before we get to this incredible breakdown of... The trailer! Of... Yes, yeah, exactly. One of my favourite superhero films and still, I'd say, superior to any of the films that have come out in the last 12 years. Superhero-wise. Here is the trailer for the 2002 Sam Raimi... Spider-Man. Who am I? You sure you wanna know? If somebody told you I was just your average ordinary guy, not a care in the world, somebody lied. Truth is, it wasn't always like this. There was a time when life was a lot less complicated. Can I take your picture for the school paper? Sure.
1: In this lab, we have 15 genetically enhanced super spiders. There's 14. One's missing.
0: Peter, are you alright? I'm fine. Pete, look, you're changing. I know I went through exactly the same thing at your age. (laughs) No, not exactly.
1: Peter, may I introduce my father, Norman Osborne. Great honor to meet you, sir. Harry tells me you're quite the science whiz. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself.
0: What the hell is that? Whatever it is, somebody has to stop it. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift. Wow. It is my curse. Who so are you? Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. Do I get to say thank you this time?
1: you're not superman you
0: know okay now that was the trailer now we've watched the film so we didn't watch the trailer but that we was did, just a little that was just, that was just a little thing for you right there
1: jamie jamie you're leading this one this is your i choice. am leading this one this is
0: your choice yeah
1: we're gonna we're gonna dive straight into it. i mean with the trailer itself i know that they actually had to remake the trailer um, oh yes because the first did, one they? was released in in around about september i think and i think it was shortly before nine eleven, um and it essentially featured him chasing down a helicopter in the middle of new york and i think he like strung it up between the two towers
0: yes he did i remember that in the... um,
1: yeah obviously having them in that and then also having a flying vehicle between them didn't didn't sit quite right at the time um not, so... not really they obviously remade it, but yeah, the film—the film itself came out obviously in two thousand and two, so it's been out a while. Um, and those of you who—I'm uh, not going to say a spoiler warning because if you've not seen this film or uh, the Spider-Man film that came out last year yet, yeah, then what are you doing? Um, but we—we we see Tobey Maguire taking on the role of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, uh, which he also reprised, didn't he? Uh, which was nice to see. So little nostalgic throwback when he when he did that um, last year. What did you think of the film, Luke? What What were your reactions going back to this absolute masterpiece? I love it. It's amazing, and I've only got
0: one thing to say. Go on. Bone saws ready. <laughs> it's so oh, good. Like it's, it's it, so good. The it, right I amount think, of cheese. It is. It it mar- It's the perfect marriage between like seriousness of a superhero film and the campness as if you were reading like a 60s comic book and it's like the perfect just the perfect amount of both of them to make a coherent film where you're like it's believable you're like this is like a superhero in a real world but then also it's fantastical and unbelievable and it's it's so out there and weird and people don't talk like that (laughs) it's like and uh, it's great. I love every every single moment of this film. And I think the standout for me is Willem Dafoe as as Goblin. Like that is casting is it's it's perfection. And I'm not surprised that Disney didn't didn't try and recast because no, it was perfect. You? And I'm assuming we'll 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 say exactly the same thing um, about Spider-Man 2 and Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. It's perfect casting. Whoever did the casting for the Raimi trilogy, absolutely knocked it out of the park in in, in every single aspect. Uh, you cannot fault the casting one a little bit.
1: No, it's fantastic. And we meet a few of them quite early on, like the main characters, essentially, don't we? Because uh, Peter turns up for, for a field trip um, at, yeah. at the school. <laughs> yeah, We're does. supposed to believe that these are high school students. So you've obviously got um, Toby Maguire, James Franco and Kirsten Dunst. All of whom are probably in their mid to late twenties at this point, I imagine. (laughs) Um, But we're supposed to believe they're they're teenagers. Um, But we just go with it because, like most films at the time, the high school students all look like fully grown adults. They're getting better at that these days. They actually get like teenage actors for it. Yes, Um, they do. But we see who
0: actually look young.
1: Yeah, whereas whereas I mean, these guys do look like young adults. They look very baby faced compared to what they do now. Um, But. Harry, Harry, played by James Franco, um, who I won't talk about, <laughs> turns up at the <laughs> school. He's dropped off by Norman Osborne, his dad, and he's very embarrassed. He doesn't want all of them to be like, "Oh, he's a rich kid." And my favourite thing—it's one of the most famous lines um, from, from, one of the most memeable lines—is when. He goes to talk to Peter with Harry, Norman, and he says, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Yeah, because Harry, uh, Harry,
0: Peter's really trying to impress him, isn't he? He's, he like, is, oh, yeah. he's like, oh, I read your thingy on, what was it, something, biomolecular sciences or something. Something and, and he, like that. Yeah, and, and, and Norman's just like, oh, you understood it? And he's like, yeah, I read it like three times. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we find out so i'm pretty sure right at the start peter's getting the bus isn't he he's getting the bus there and he sees mj and you realize that he likes her and he gets tripped up on the bus and no one wants him to sit next to him so you you kind of it's kind of sets the picture that peter parker is this geek essentially that no one's really into he's just a bit of a, a bit of a lovable dork almost um <laughs> he is they, he's they... lovable he is, and they go on the trip, and it's like to the... Is it to Corp? No, I don't think it is, but it's to some... It's science just, I think it's just to like the lab. Like
0: the science museum in the middle of New York, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I love how... Um, so so they're, they're going through, and Peter obviously knows about all the stuff that's going on. He's very into his science, and he's telling Harry, who just does not care... Until he goes and talks to to MJ, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I can tell you all about this." <laughs> Did you notice that? They're just like how he's just like stealing yes! everything he's involved. Yeah, because what feel, does like, Peter? He's the what
0: does Peter say? He's like, "Oh, some he's like some spiders uh, camouflage to blend into their environment." And then, then later on, he goes over. Um, yeah. He, he's bloody foot F- James Franco goes over to Kirsten Dunst and, he's, and he says exactly the same <laughs> lines, and Peter's just in the back, and you see his face drop, and he's just thinking. He stole that
1: line from me. He is because he even says, Oh, it's a defense mechanism. He's like, Why are you telling me this, Pete? It's not interesting. And he goes, It is to me. Um, and he just goes over to MJ. She's like, Oh, this is interesting. And he's like, Yeah, blah, 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 Defense mechanism. They can change their color. And he can just see, He's like, Oh, for goodness sake, that was my <laughs> joke. And did you spot as well the guy who just kept poking his head in, like, You guys keep talking. You guys keep talking. Yes, <laughs> the teacher. Who looks the same age as them.
0: So, I I actually do have a fun fact about that Ooh, man. here we
1: go, fun fact of the week. Fun
0: fact, he is younger than everyone else in that scene.
1: I was going to say, he does look very young there.
0: So, yeah, so the guy in that scene, so he's like the teacher, he's sort of bald, and he's wearing a pair of glasses, and he's, I think he's got like an orange shirt on or something, and he, like you just said, he keeps telling him to be quiet. He's meant to be playing the teacher, and in real life he's actually younger than
1: everyone else who's there. I was going to say he did look young, I did spot that. <laughs> But it goes on from that. They have a few little humorous moments and then um, Peter asks to take MJ's photo, doesn't he? And then she does some strange little poses with the spiders. And whilst that's happening, the unthinkable happens.
0: Yeah, and now this is, I think, a a perfect time to shout out Danny Elfman for the soundtrack for this, just the original score. This bit where it's coming down, I think he captures... The noise of the spider's legs perfectly. Because it's like...
1: it's like it good. goes the down. It sounds great. And the bite as well. He gets bit oh, by perfect. the spider at this stage. Just in case anyone's wondering what we're talking about, this is the moment he gets bit by the spider. Yes,
0: yeah, so it comes down from the ceiling, doesn't it? And it lands yeah. on his hand while he's sort of taking these pictures of MJ. And MJ gets shouted away. And he's like, oh, that's it. And then he looks at oh, his photo. <laughs> yeah he's like wait and then he does because he says wait he doesn't notice the spider on his hand and it goes bang yeah. and it's like and you know what for 2002 and i think even still for now that's a great cg spider
1: <laughs> it wasn't bad was it, it Looked quite realistic. great You had the spider-man colors and it was, it, was, it was ah, and he just shakes it off and that supposedly is the end of it um mm-hmm. so that happens yeah, he gets a bit by a spider doesn't think much of it but then um he gets home he's feeling quite is he quite sweaty and warm, not a bit, bit flu essentially? So he just goes straight to bed. Yeah, um, I, I love, essentially.
0: I love how he comes in uh, and he's just sort of like he drops the bag on the stairs. She's like, "When well, you
1: have something to eat?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, go to sleep. Bye." <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're trying to talk to him, but no, go into bed. Uh, and then whilst that's happening, we we see Norman Osborne in the lab with his team um, at Oscorp. And he basically gets told that the, the experiments aren't up to scratch that they're doing, and that they're trying, he's, he's trying to secure his military contracts, and they're not quite meeting it, and then they talk about taking it back to formula, which is essentially yeah. just taking it back a few seconds. Back steps. So, to
0: formula!
1: Yeah, exactly. So they he obviously thinks, ah, oh, I need to get in gear here, and goes and injects himself with the chemical. Um And And it doesn't end well. (laughs) No, so this is the point where he essentially becomes the goblin, or has the goblin inside him, and goes into what looks like a cardiac arrest, and his assistant runs over and tries to revive him, and then he just opens his eyes, and grabs him by the throat, and says what you just said, back! The formula and he and just then kills the guy. He does, and
0: then he he throws him through the bloody window. Yeah, and he jumps and he does this like little squat and he's like hisses and he goes Hur! and then he jumps off and goes ha. <laughs> it's so ah, good. He's <laughs> just all these weird little goblin
1: noises. Yeah, so as soon as that happens, as well, we go back to Peter like almost like he sensed it, like he he's like he's dreamt it and he wakes up and then. Goes to grab his glasses and then realizes that actually he can suddenly see much better without his glasses. He has yeah, he 20, need 20 vision. He doesn't need them. Um, and then he suddenly catches himself in the mirror and dude is ripped. He's got he a six pack. He's got some nice veiny muscles. And yeah, MJ and... asks if uh, not MJ, I May ask, are you feeling better? And he's like, yeah, much better.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and she, uh, no, the and he says, doesn't he? Like, he, um, I, I mean. I'm not gonna insinuate anything, but she's she's like, "How are you feeling? Any change?" And he like he like does his muscles, and oh, looks that's it, down. It? And he goes, "Big change." Yeah, <laughs>
1: he does. So it's big change. That's what he says after having big a little change. cheeky sneak at his ah uh, his uh, little. Pics. Who knows? Um... <laughs> because with the muscles. Who knows? He's Peter Perker or um, oh, Peter Pecker maybe Ooh, Peter <laughs> Pecker pick, peck pickle peppers my word <laughs> <laughs> so he gets told he's going to be late for school so obviously he, he goes to um, goes to school I believe he has a, an argument with Uncle Ben outside doesn't he because Uncle Ben tries to tell him about all oh, the great power comes yes yeah, so this,
0: this is the bit isn't it with the famous line so
1: Peter like, tries to rush out the door
0: and uncle ben's like no he's like don't worry I'll, i'll i'll um i'll give you a lift and he's like no 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 he's like no he's like i need to go out anyway and they have this like conversation don't they outside of like it's like the public library or something yeah and this is like the famous line isn't it where he turns around and he says with great power comes great responsibility and it's such a good line and i don't even know why it's so good it's just so good
1: it is it's it's an I- iconic line now. that They've kind of carried through anything Spider-Man related, haven't they? Um, it just fits really well. So that happens. Um, I'm sure he gets the bus as well at that point because he rips the banner off it with his sticky hands. Yeah. I, Does he get the I bus don't... from the library or in town somewhere? I'm not I sure think, how it works. I think it might be after that, but this
0: is the bit where he has the fight of Flash, isn't it, when he gets Yes, to so yeah.
1: he, go- he goes to the school, and um, I think MJ slips over in the cafeteria and yes! he catches all of the food on the tray in and apparently he actually had to do that they were dropping it and he had to catch it and it took a lot yeah. of
0: takes. You,
1: how, do you know how many takes it was wasn't it like 147 th- something daft like that but they
0: they had like little stick bits of glue on the bottom of them and he had to catch it perfectly now in in a film like nowadays they just CGI it and just do a really
1: realistic thing but it's so yeah. impressive
0: it is, uh, he and he catches all it. of it.
1: And he's try- and then he's suddenly accidentally throwing webs about, isn't he? And he's throwing food at Flash. Yes. Um, And he goes out into the corridor to try and escape, and Flash goes to fight him. And he says, I don't want to fight you, Flash. And then Flash throws a punch, and all of a sudden, everything's slow motion. He's just dodging them. And he suddenly realizes, oh, I'm a bit... We see the Spidey sense, basically, for the first time, that he, he can sense everything coming, he can dodge, he's got reflexes. And then one of Flash's friends joins in. And then MJ says, oh, go, go stop him. And then <laughs> Harry's like, which one? Because Pete looks like he's all right. And has some mad falcon punch and throws Flash across the corridor. It's incredible. When he punches him
0: and he just like goes flying across the room, it's amazing. And then he gets
1: like some chocolate pudding dropped on his head. He does, yeah. It just comes out of nowhere. He's like, oh, <laughs> um... But that that happens is it then that Uncle Ben goes to pick him up? Is that what I'm thinking? Maybe I think it might be. I, I'm, and that's where he has events. the chat, and then Peter has an argument with him where you know Uncle Ben says, "Oh, well, you know, I'm not your dad," and Pete's like, well, will stop trying to act like him." Yes, uh, and it that, is, that's yeah. the last conversation they have, and then. Peter wants to impress MJ and he wants to do it by... Well, no, he realizes at this point that he's got powers, doesn't he? Because he does the crazy climbing up the wall and the flying...
0: Yeah, so this yeah, so it is this bit, isn't it? So yeah, so he go... It's the bus, isn't it? And he realises he's got sticky hands and he yes. goes into the this alleyway and he's like, what the hell? And he's like looking at his fingers and it zooms in and he's got these little, little tiny spider... spider thingies, little grip things little on his thingies. fingers. He's like, what the hell's that? And this is another bit Where I'm just like, good God, Danny Elfman is a genius. It's It's just really good. The moment he puts his, it's just like he turns around and he puts his hand and it's like... It's timed to the hands going up the water. It's like it's so he's,
1: good really it's just a lizard crawling along the floor and they've just got a clever set um, but yeah exactly it looks really realistic like he's actually climbing and he gets at the top and then he, he's running and jumping woo, screaming and things as he's jumping across the across the rooftops and then he there's quite a funny scene where he's trying to work out how to actually shoot his webs Um, It sounds a bit strange out of context, but (laughs) he's doing all these different hand movements and all these different phrases like, Shazam! Up, up and away, web! Fly! like All these crazy phrases and hand movements he can think of. Until eventually he just puts his middle and his ring finger down on his wrist and gives it a little flick and, out comes the web. It does. Um. And then he swings across and just slams into a wall. (laughs) right in, isn't it a billboard it just goes right into it <laughs> yeah he just slams like that. It's, it's, but then
0: but i think that's that this is what i mean like if this was a marvel film like a new mcu film it would have been like yeah he's swinging he's got his webs and he can do it and it's amazing this the first time he ever swings in a web he just lands at a wall and hurts himself
1: yeah and it's quite realistic that he's new to all these powers he doesn't know what to do with them but he's figuring it out as he goes along um so he at that point he essentially wants to um he wants to impress mj doesn't he because i think he sees, he sees that she's upset yes he at, does. um at a house it isn't good and something about the car and he wants to win her a new car doesn't he and he sees an ad in the paper um that's or it a car, and if I, he gets enough yeah. money he can buy it and there's the wrestling advertisement
0: yeah because he's He's on the back taking out the rubbish, isn't he? He is, and yeah. And MJ's, like, dad's, like, shouting at her. And she comes outside and she's like, oh, did you hear all that? And he's like, no. And then Flash turns up in his flashy new car. And That's she's it, like, oh, yeah. my God, your new car. And then he wants one. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, well, thing. if she loves cars, I'm going to get a cool
1: convertible. Yeah, so knowing that he can kind of fight now, he makes himself a little costume. Essentially just a red balaclava and some some joggers great and, and he yeah, is i mean it is a really iconic costume i do love it um, and he goes to a wrestling wrestling competition doesn't oh, he where so we good. we see everyone fighting against a saw. Bonesaw, yeah Bonesaw's saws ready. ready and there's a deal that if they can survive in the ring with him which is crucial this bit for 3 minutes they have to survive 3 minutes they'll get $3000 so he goes to enlist himself in it and they ask him his name and he says I'm the human spider. Oh, I love like, that's this That's a rubbish bit. name. He goes, that's a, spider. <laughs> that's he's like, a rubbish spider. Please welcome name. the amazing Spider-Man. And he's, the way they lift up the curtain, he's just stood there awkwardly in his balaclava, real pasty. And he's like, that's not my name. They got my name wrong. I'm not going out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then I like, just get out there. And they just throw him out. I just love yeah. that bit. The way he's like, no, I'm the human spider. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, They I, have a little do... wrestling match, don't they? They do. But do you know what I love about that bit as he's
0: going into the ring? what those sort of like women who are throwing popcorn at him yes they're already pre-loaded with spider gags that like did you not notice like like they like obviously it's scripted but like they were loaded all of them like one of them was like he's gonna pull off all eight legs like they all had these like spider I gags didn't notice that they were, that. yeah and it was like that's these are, like the smartest people ever they're so witty that's
1: brilliant Hey, There we go. another little fun fact for you that the <laughs> ring girls in Spider man are full of spider puns.
0: They are full of spider puns, spider puns. they sling them about when there's a spider wrestler <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the uh the wrestling matches is happening anyway, and um he is kind of just like hiding on the wall, isn't he, and then he makes a little um a little joke that's been removed from some of the films now because it had a few homophobic connotations ah yes of Um, course yeah yeah so you can look look i'm not going to get into the politics behind it but you can look it up um but that happens just sorry just curiously was it on the version that you watched it was yeah so it hadn't been taken out disney plus oh right because i've got it on 4k um blu-ray so i watched it on that and it was still on there as well yeah it was still on disney when i watched it so maybe there was rumours that they were going to take it out. Essentially, he makes a bit of a homophobic remark, doesn't he? Or it could be deemed homophobic. Well, I suppose it is. Um, Didn't you say like, does where that? put your husband oh, that's a, make it for you? Or it's a cute outfit. Did your husband make it for you? Yeah. But um, I, th- I think
0: like it's hard to say if it is or not, because you could say that's just Peter sort of judging Bonesaw of knowing that He's the type of person where if you do make a remark like that, it's just going to, like, really annoy him.
1: Yeah. Or maybe the character is actually gay and Peter knows that he has a husband. Potentially. <laughs> anyway, that happens. And then, essentially, they actually end up... Peter ends up putting him out, doesn't he, and and beats him in about two minutes. He pins him, doesn't he, or something like that. He does. Um. So he goes to collect the prize money and he gets given $100. And he says, well, that's not fair. The ad was 3000 And they said, yeah, 3000 for three minutes and you lasted too, So... You're lucky you're getting anything. And he says, I need that money. And the guy says, I missed the part where that's my problem. And what happens next is quite funny, isn't it? Do you, do you want to yeah. go through this bit?
0: Yeah, so the there's this guy with the best haircut in the world. He comes into the room straight after Peter leaves, and he basically robs the entire place of all the money, not just the three grand, all the money that I've taken on the entire night. And Peter walks up to the elevator, presses it, it opens up, and... Then this guy's running and and he's like, "Hey, stop that guy!" And then he's running to him. And Peter looks at him in the eye, and Peter just steps aside, and the guy just let's goes him straight through. He, yeah, he just lets him straight through. The guy with the money, and, he's, and the guy just goes, "Thanks." And then the door closes, <laughs> and the. Guy comes up and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? That's my money. <laughs> that's what he says. He's like, why would you let him do? Where'd you let him go for? And then Peter's just like what does he Peter, say? Yeah, you get sassy Peter, he goes, and he, he says he exactly says, what the guy said to him. Yeah, he says, I forgot the part where
1: that's my problem. And the guy just goes, Huh, and then walks off. Oh, apologies for sneezing. Ooh, <laughs> um, a little there. So yeah, he just says, Yeah, like you said, he says the exact same thing back. I missed the part where that's my problem, and he walks away. But when he comes out, oh no. The rice has been overcooked. Uncle Ben has been shot. I see, Uncle Ben has been (laughs) shot. I hope you get the joke
0: there, yeah. I do, I do get that joke. Uh, Yeah, Uncle Ben's dead now, isn't he? That's it.
1: Yeah, he's there, and Peter gets to him just as he dies.
0: He does, and this is sort of the moment where Peter has to make the decision of being bad or being good, and he initially decides to be bad, doesn't he? And he says, all right, I'm going to hunt this guy down, so... (laughs) we get this really cool scene of him swinging through the city after this car and he lands on the top and it's really cool and he punches it in and it crashes and the guy who's just killed well well spoiler for the third one who he thinks <laughs> who he thinks has killed uncle Ben runs into this sort of like abandoned seaside warehouse thing and they're upstairs and everything and this guy even though Peter wants to kill him in that moment, this guy's walking backwards and he's terrified and he trips on a pipe and he falls through the window and he falls onto the floor and he dies. And Peter just stares out of the window and that's sort of the moment where he realises,
1: I didn't want him dead. Yeah. like this And he realises way... he has the power and he has a lot of responsibility with it. Yeah.
0: He could have just handed him over and justice would have been served he didn't actually want to take the life and if he would have taken that life he knows that it would have been an incredibly bad decision and he would have gone down a really dark path
1: yeah and he's it's, it's quite grateful for that as well but i believe the police they sort of flash a light on the building and they see him there don't they and yes they do um... without
0: his mask and he sort of runs off doesn't he and he's and he's pretty much gone man <laughs>
1: Yeah, so he's gone at that stage, he develops this new spandex suit as well. He does, um, he gets the,
0: the proper Spidey
1: suit. And honestly, I'll stand
0: by this and I'm going to say it until the day I die, it's the best suit. It, it's, I think there so. Is, there is no comparison in any other suit. There's, it's it's the best, on like the raised webbing, the way the eyes look, just the way it's designed, it is the best suit to be on screen. And if you disagree, that's fine but you're wrong
1: <laughs> you are wrong it is a fantastic suit and he, he designs that he goes home and he makes it and meanwhile we we see norman he started to get into the goblin he's wearing the suit and he's, he's on the glider and we see the first look at him in full goblin mode and a rival company it's quest i believe at the rival company are doing some, yeah, some military is, experiments yeah. and he goes there and just kills them all
0: he, he does they're making just... like a stupid iron man armor thing aren't they and he blows it all up yeah, he just
1: destroys all of it. Um, so, and then he flies away.
0: <laughs> and it's great, <laughs> isn't it?
1: His he's little his little laugh. And isn't
0: it this This is the point where we find out that uh, James Franco is with Kirsten Dunst now, isn't he?
1: Yeah, we find out the two of them are together, um, because Peter's walking along and he bumps into MJ because she's got a waitressing job and she's like, "Oh, don't tell Harry." And he's like, "Tell Harry." And she's like, "Oh, we're dating." And He's like, oh, and he's, you can tell he's really sad. Um, so that happens. Um, and then he's on his way to the Daily Bugle, I believe, at that point, because he sees an ad for a photographer. Yes. Take photos of Spider-Man. Photos. So he goes there and he, he... Well, he takes some photos of him fighting bad guys and he takes them to the Daily Bugle and he's offered just $200 for his photos. He argues a bit and then Jameson says, right, $300, you are freelance. That's the deal. Um... So he has the job. We then fast forward, do not we, to the the uh, what well, I can't think of what it's called. But it's a little parade, isn't it? A Let's big just fair, call it I a um, a soiree. So they're having a little, little soiree, a little get together, and everything's good. Everyone's happy. MJ's up on like the executive balcony with Harry and some other people from Oscorp, and then out of nowhere, we see the Goblin coming in. And he's causing havoc. It's and... amazing. You just see it and they're like,
0: what's that? Is that a new parade float? It's yeah. so good.
1: And he goes straight for the guys from Oscorp, doesn't he? All the chairs. Because they told him before this, so I missed this bit. They told him they were selling Oscorp. They were going to announce it after that little soiree. Yes, exactly. And that he was expected to resign and that he was out. And when he gets told, do you know how much I've sacrificed? Um, I love it. Um, but they're telling me he's out. So he goes to them. And he says the most iconic line, doesn't it's he? It's like, so just good, such yeah. a little catchphrase. He's like he, fr- he throws the Go on, pumpkin I'll let you do bomb, he? Does-
0: yeah, he has to, like a pr- this is the first time we get a proper look at a pumpkin bomb as well, and he f- throws it at them and he just well, you can't see his because it's like the moulded mask where he just goes, what yeah. am I and he goes
1: and it blows up and they turn into skeletons and I um, may I say the
0: I best that CGI
1: bit. skeletons I've ever seen. I love that little bit where they turn into skeletons for like half a second and then just disintegrate. It's great. Um,
0: and the whole building just basically blows up and MJ almost dies. And this is when Peter's like, I need to be Spider-Man right now.
1: Yeah, so he has a little tussle with a goblin and then damages his glider and he goes swirling off into the sunset on oh, his glider. Honestly, that bit, I'll be back, Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. But it's like, you know when he's like, when they're like, up against sort of the wall with each other. Yes. And they're like, proper
1: punching each other. Like, they're not holding yeah, back. It's, it. it's full on. There's some super strength there, but I love that bit where he then. He likes this part of the glider, doesn't he? And it spins out of control into a distance. And he's like, We'll meet again, Spider Man! And exactly, and this um, is what I mean it's the perfect marriage between seriousness and camp. And it, it, works. Yeah, it works. It does. Um, but he saves MJ's life at this point because the balcony's about to fall. Harry's inca- incapacitated. Yes. And, and MJ falls a la Gwen Stacy, and mm-hmm. Spider Man dives oh, after yes. her, catches her. And then rather than just putting her down on the ground, he decides to swing away with her. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this, but you know the iconic scene where, I think it's even on one of the posters, where he's swinging through the city and she's just, like, hugging him while he swings about with her? Yes. Like, she's holding on. Have you noticed that it's basically a, he's basically a shop window dummy with a Spider-Man suit on?
0: I have not, but I will have a look at this.
1: you ever watch it again, and for anyone watching, it's complete, he's completely stiff, and you can tell they've just got <laughs> a green screen behind it. Well... You can tell that he's literally just like a mannequin with a Spider-Man suit on, if you watch it, because of how stiff it is. Um, But yeah, he drops her off, and she's like, I don't even know your name. He's like, I'm your friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. And then he Um, jumps away, doesn't he? And he jumps away. Yeah, so that happens, and then Peter goes back later on. I suppose a few little things happen, like he saves MJ again, they have a little kiss and that, don't they? And with him upside down, the iconic upside down kiss. Um... He's back at oh, Jameson's that bit's office. That great. Yeah, it, it is it's... quite a good bit. Um, I like that so scene iconic. when he just appears out of nowhere and beats up all the guys, and then he's not got his mask on, and then he has to put it back on, and then the upside-down kiss where she pulls down the mask. Oh. So at this point, he's saved her a couple of times, and yeah. um, she makes a joke like, oh, what are you, a superhero stalker? And he basically is, isn't he? <laughs> Pretty much. But at this but he, point, goes yeah. to, he goes back to Jameson at the Bugle with some new photos. um, Jameson goes on about the Goblin and also how he's going to try and frame Spider-Man to be a menace essentially. He does, Peter's not it? happy about. Is this the bit where the Goblin bursts it is. through the window? We just see I think Jameson throws his cigar and then it just gets thrown back onto the paper in front of him and then all of a sudden the, the window explodes and the Goblin comes through and grabs hold of Jameson, who bearing in mind Peter's there as well, at the time like just just out of the room. He picks up Jameson and he's like, the person who takes the photos of Spider-Man, who is he? And it. Even though Jameson knows it's Peter, he defends him here, have you noticed? He says, I don't yeah. know him. I don't know who he yeah. is. Yeah,
0: it's great. And that's, that, just, that just shows that all that sort of Jameson is to everyone else. It is a bit of a front. Yeah, he actually does care. And he's actually he does quite care. A, he cares. He's a very person. Yeah, he's a very empathetic person. And he cares about his workers. He really does. Because if he didn't, he would have given him up in that moment.
1: Yeah. Um, Peter goes and gets in his costume, doesn't he? And then pulls down behind him like, hey, it's me, your boy. And goblin just like, sleep. Oh, that (laughs) bit! just like, he turns around and he puts his arms with this
0: purple smoke. So he's like, sleep. And this is the bit where they have like a little conversation. I love the bit where he leans on the thing and slaps him on the head casually.
1: (laughs) It's really funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. And he's just stood there on a rooftop talking to him, isn't he? Like, trying to... Almost trying to make him a deal to be on his side and work with him. Yeah, he is. He's like,
0: he's like, we can be powerful,
1: you and I. Have you noticed the entire time he's delivering that speech, he's kind of stood in an awkward squat stance? Yes, he is. He's and kind you of squatting his with his mouth. arms out. Yeah, well, I didn't realise this was a thing in... When I watched... I'd never noticed this in the film before. I always thought it was a completely opaque mouth, but... Um, it's actually a mesh and you can see it in the parade scene when he's fighting Spider-Man then yeah, you, can you can see him yeah. talking Like I never noticed that until I watched it this time and I've seen the film so many times I never noticed you could see his mouth
0: yeah it's great but I, but I think that's intentional I don't think it's a mistake I think it's like that's no I don't think it, it like is like I think that. it's
1: supposed to be I just never noticed it and obviously he has the visors up on his helmet when he's talking to Peter as well yes he does um, and he does the whole you know um, they, they admire you you're amusing for a while but sooner or later they will hate you um, oh, despite everything so you do for them. Like that that whole monologue. And Peter refuses to join sides. And I think he leaves Peter to think on it at that point. But then everyone is after Peter Mann because the view are framing him as a menace. The police are after him. But he can't help himself. A couple of days later he goes to a burning building. He does and He does. This is great. Yeah, so there's the big burning building and Peter's like, Oh I've got to
0: bloody save these save these kids and he's like, There's a baby in there and he swings back and he gets the baby. And then he's like, I've got to go and see if anyone else is in there. And he jumps up and he goes through the window, doesn't he? And you yeah, see but just, little... just before
1: he does, though, Ooh. there's a really funny line that I love. Because um, the police obviously want to arrest him. Oh, and they yeah! tell him when he's going in, they're like, we'll be here when you get back. And he goes, not coming back, chief. <laughs> and they just go, well, and then, go, and hurry. Just like, go.
0: <laughs> but he goes in, yeah.
1: doesn't he? And there's like a little
0: hooded figure. And you just hear, it, still, it Do you know what? It does sound like an old woman. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it before, you probably think it was, like, a little old woman. And Peter's trying to get through all this fire, isn't he? And, he, he, and, he, and he's like, don't worry, ma'am, I'm coming. And he turns around and he just reaches out. And the, it's actually the Green Goblin the Goblin disguised as an old woman.
1: <laughs> it's so Basically, funny. Basically, yeah. He's just there, like, just screams at him as well. And I'm like, what? And he goes flying back a bit and he's like, you're so predictable and then um, they have
0: like a bit of a tussle and then there's like a really cool slow motion scene isn't there yeah
1: because he asked him to join him again he's like so what you taking my offer and he's like no um, calls him gobby or something <laughs> yeah I think he does and they have a little tussle and goblins throw in the I forget what they're called the little batarang <laughs> the are go- the well, just um,
0: flying pumpkins aren't they
1: yeah, and they've got little blades on them, and he's dodging them and ducking and diving. But one of them cuts his arm slightly, which it is does. quite significant. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, but essentially, Spider Man, they both get out of the fight, didn't they? I think Spider Man eventually vests him a little bit and kicks him in and gets yeah, out. And
0: then, yeah, and then they've basically got to get out of there because the building's just about to fall down, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: So they go their separate ways, and then um, Peter and. Well, Spider Man and the Goblin, or Peter and Norman, both have an engagement together um, of a little family gathering later that day, or yeah, immediately isn't it, afterwards.
0: Isn't it? It's sort of like a Thanksgiving. Yeah, giving, I think it is Thanksgiving. Um, meet, yeah, but it's for um, it's because it's mainly because is Peter and Harry have just got that apartment together, haven't they, or something? Yeah,
1: so they've got an apartment together, so they're having their first Thanksgiving in that in that apartment. Mary Jane is there because she's with Harry. Norman's coming, obviously Harry's dad, and then pete's got arm made there um and peter's late and they don't know where where he is and then they go to have a look in his room for him i believe didn't they norman goes in and then peter's not there but he is he's he on is. the ceiling he's
0: on the ceiling and you know that that cut on his arm from that pumpkin blade yeah it's
1: leak it's leaking yeah so you see the blood pooling up and just as norman's leaving Blood drop hits the floor, silent as anything, but Norman obviously senses it. He, sm- he smells it, around. doesn't he? He, he smells he, he, he it, starts he starts and he goes... <laughs> He smells he can the blood. Tell. And he can probably tell that it's Spider-Man's blood as well. He can probably yeah. work out that that belongs to Spider-Man.
0: And that's the moment where he knows that they're the, that's Peter's Spider-Man, basically, doesn't he? That, well, the goblin probably knows. Northern yeah, I think he has doesn't. his
1: suspicions... Yeah, well, well, the Goblin's essentially taken over Norman for the most part, hasn't he? Um, and Pete, he looks up at the ceiling, but Peter's obviously gone outside and hidden under his balcony. He then changes and comes in the front door with the cranberries, and he said, Sorry, I'm late. I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get these cranberries. <laughs> Such a goofy line that everyone just memes it so much uh, now, but I love that. This is what
0: I've said. It marries perfectly.
1: The campness with the seriousness. It's great. Yeah, and um, obviously he, they, they sat down at the dinner table and then Aunt May spots that Peter's arm's bleeding under his shirt and pulls up his sleeve, asks him what happens, and oh, uh, what, what was it, one of the male boys on the he bike's He got clipped him over. by a bicycle messenger. That was it. He got clipped by a bicycle, and Norman obviously works out exactly what the cut's from. He works out that Peter's Spider-Man... Um, so he leaves he makes up and leaves and then as he's leaving harry goes to talk to him and norman gets very abrupt about mj like of oh, course she's only with you for your money do what you need to with her and then get rid of her so harry goes in and then mj is like oh thanks for defending me and storms off and suddenly it's gone from a nice family gathering to being a bit sad um but we have the fun uh, i say funny we have the cool scene it is a bit funny as well how Norman's in his house, just thinking, "What's going on? Where's this sound coming from?" There's all these like ma- masks and ar- artifacts in this room, and he just suddenly looks in the mirror, and then the goblin's there, like it's me. <laughs>
0: it's, but then this, I think it's, I think it's a really interesting take on Green Goblin, having it being like a split personality, yeah, like a not, duality, not, not, yeah, yeah, not just being, oh, it's Norman Osborn, he's the Green Goblin. It's like it's the Green crazy, Goblin yeah. is another personality with it. It's like using Norman Norman as a host.
1: Yeah, essentially. Um, And you you know this as well as I do, but for anyone not listening, we've got another little fun fact. The easiest way to tell whether it is Norman or the Green Goblin is the teeth. Oh, so yeah. If you're wondering what I'm on about, um, a foe who plays Norman, naturally has slightly crooked teeth. Well, he naturally looks like a goblin. Yes, yeah, so he, <laughs> <has>, he, <laughs> he has... He looks like a teeth. goblin. I was trying to be nice, but... <laughs> he does, though. He's perfect. <laughs> when he's playing Norman Osborne, he's got essentially dentures in, hasn't he? He's got fake teeth, like veneers, yeah, that make him look like he's got perfect teeth. But when he's the goblin, he's just using his own teeth. They haven't got any... And he ate a different teeth in his mouth. So he just uses his, nat- uses his natural teeth. If you look at his mouth and his teeth look perfectly straight, that's normal. And if you look at his mouth and they're a bit crooked and they've got gaps in them, that's the goblin.
0: And it is So the that's same. a fun fact.
1: <laughs> that is a fun fact and it is the same. Sorry, I was just swallowing a big mouthful of beer when you'd finished. <laughs> it was that's a bad fine. moment. The, um, and they do the same thing in No Way Home as well, don't they? They do. They do, yeah. And it's a nice little touch. But no one ever talks about it. Well, they do. The fans do. But it's something that goes unnoticed by quite a lot of people. Um, but I yeah, thought it was it interesting. But he has a conversation with... Well, Goblin and Norman have a conversation in the mirror. And they say, now that they know who he is, to attack his heart. Yes, um, and his so heart
0: is obviously Aunt May. Aunt May. It is. Mm. I love um, this Aunt May. I think this is the Aunt May that I like the best.
1: Yeah, I think she's fantastic. It reminds really me good of nan as well. Oh, so she's so sweet, isn't funny. she? You just want to look after her and protect her and bless her she's sat in her bedroom praying for uncle ben her husband and then the goblin comes smashing through like the whole house is on fire he, and he... really wrecks that house doesn't he, he does and he just just terrifies her i don't think he hurts her he just terrifies her doesn't he to the point where she ends up in hospital talking about those big yellow eyes so peter then leaves the hospital room and he knows that the goblin knows who he is he doesn't know it's Norman at this point, does he? He doesn't find out until right at the end, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I think it is literally right at the end when yeah. he finds out. But yeah, he does. He takes um, He takes Aunt May, doesn't he? And
1: like you were saying, she's like, those eyes, those big yellow yeah. eyes. So he, and... he realises that the goblin knows who he is and that he's yeah. going after him. So he puts two and two together, doesn't he? And knows who the goblin's going for next. He does. And um, he doesn't get there in time. She's already gone. <laughs> she's gone. MJ is gone. So Harry's basically told norman that mj's into peter he goes and kidnaps her and then peter goes to find her and essentially the goblin leaves spider-man with a choice in one hand he's got mary jane and in the other hand he's got a cable car full of children and he full chucks of them both well. of them well he do, he yeah. does i love this bit and he, chucks and he just spoke them off the bridge doesn't he
0: yeah and i love the bit where he's holding them in each hand and he goes you've got a choice now choose and he lets them both go at the yeah. same time it's so dramatic but again it's so camp but it works in the moment there's not one moment where i'm like ha that's funny because it's stupid i'm like oh this is such a good
1: villain Every yeah it's really good like he's just so he's just so he just doesn't care is what i love as well like it is a bit joker-esque in the sense that he just does all these outlandish things he, he's essentially the marvel's version of the joker isn't he he's, he's a bit of a goofy character he's got pumpkin bombs If if Joker's clown-themed, then Goblin's obviously Halloween-themed, isn't he? Especially in the comics. Pretty much, And he's just doing all these crazy things to wind up and torment Um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man naturally saves both the children and Mary Jane. (laughs) He's just like, alright, I'll do both. He he, he goes for Mary
0: Jane first, doesn't he? And then he sort of webs up the thingy,
1: the cable car, and he lands it onto sort of a boat that's underneath. Yeah, I'm sure what he does is he swing he jumps out grabs mary jane swings under the bridge and then webs up the cable car puts her down on safety and then yeah lowers it down the cable car as well and at that point goblin basically comes out grabs spider-man and they end up in this abandoned warehouse ha- whoa building.
0: whoa whoa you're missing a very am I missing what am, am I missing? Here, Jamie. after he saved them the goblin's there he's really annoyed and then a, a brick hits him in his face and he looks at the bridge and there's a guy and he goes, hey, you mess with New York? You messed with it. us? <laughs> and it's like, and everyone's like, hey! And then they're like, throwing like, pipes and bricks at him. Yeah. And then this is when <laughs> they all fly away and honestly, this fight scene, which is the basically the final moments of the film, it is, it's so brutal.
1: It's so it's good. Going for each other, hitting each other with everything. There's bricks flying about. There's, it's just absolute carnage and like they're not pulling punches this
0: is they are both of them are trying to kill each other
1: yeah and um peter's mask is ripped as well isn't he and he's, he's nearly done for um honestly battle
0: damaged peter in this film especially whoever did the costume design for just that alone it's so good because like he looks he looks like he's been through like a war like it's, yeah. it's it's incredible just how he looks and it's like his hair's poking out and you can see half of his face he's like he's bleeding everywhere it's just when they're like punching each other and they're just like like trading shots on each other it's it's crazy and you think that at any moment they could kill each other but then sort of like peter basically beats him basically in the end and then he yeah and he's about to wall, finish him off isn't he doesn't
1: he? And he pulls this wall down on him and it's so cool he does, and Norman essentially knows that he's done. And in his last, well, goblin, and in his last bit he takes off his helmet. It's like Peter, it's me, it's Norman. Yeah, the goblin lets him this... out for a moment. Yeah. yeah, but you can see the goblin's impartial control because Peter notices that the, that the hand is going to the wrist that controls the glider.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's like an automated system, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and then the glider just ends up coming down. Peter jumps out of the way and then it goes straight into Norman and, well uh... um i'm 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 going to say it and i'm not going to i'm not going to censor it either
0: because we we need to say it um it stabs him in the dick <laughs> yeah it's quite painful <laughs> but like i do think like that's i think my only gripe with this film is that glider should have been like 4 inches up yeah it just looks weird it's like it definitely stabs him like, where his his little Spider-Man is.
1: Yeah, it it could be a little bit further up, maybe. But, it it could have cut him in half, but that'd be a bit too gruesome for a kid it to It would walk. be a bit too gruesome, but I think it should have just like got him in the stomach. And But, I mean, obviously, if you
0: get him in the stomach, you won't be able to slump down on it. But I think that'd be okay if he just died there, with it stabbed in his stomach. But... It's grim how he dies, isn't it? He just gets stabbed and he just bleeds to it's death. It's not ideal, it's yeah. Not ideal.
1: And he says to Peter, doesn't he, because I think Norman's back at this point, point. he's like, don't tell Harry. I don't want Harry to know about this. So, um...
0: Oh, yeah. So it's like, this is the bit where sort of like Norman
1: Osborn's let out again and he realizes, and he's like,
0: don't tell Harry.
1: And then he dies. He does, yeah. And Peter takes him back to it's st- still in Spider-Man gear here, but obviously a bit ripped, so if the lighting was good, you could see his face underneath. Yeah. And he puts Norman down on the bed at home, and Harry walks in. It's quite dark. There's, like, lightning flashing outside. And all he manages to catch is that Spider-Man's there, and that his dad's dead in bed. He um, is. And Spider-Man gets away. Um, and then we have the funeral f- for Norman, and then Harry tells Peter that he will get revenge on Spider-Man. And that is pretty much the film, isn't it? That is pretty
0: much the film, and all of these films, I'm pretty sure, end with a funeral. So, uh, yes, they do. All so this one, yeah. So this one, we end with Norman's funeral, don't we? And yep. everyone's looking very sad. And Peter's uh, Peter's walking in slow motion towards the camera, and he's like just doing this proper superhero speech, and they sort of ends with going like, "I am Spider Man." And then it just goes, there, it's like, and the credits roll.
1: But honestly, what a cracking film. Really good. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's one of my all-time favourites. Um, one of my favourite superhero movies, for sure. I think um, it's probably
0: my second favourite superhero movie. Well, third. My favourite is Logan
1: oh it's a good one we might have to do that at some point
0: love logan i think logan's my favorite then spidey 2 which is what we're watching in a couple of weeks time and then probably this one they're probably my top three
1: yeah i mean the 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 sam raimi spider-man films are just beyond good Um, they are beyond good and you know what i'll defend the third one it's not nearly as good as the first two but you know what it's fine the game was good as well for that one the game for Spider-Man Three on PS3. That was then using the six-axis to control. Yeah. Harry on the glider. That. I um, that. But yeah, no, I I really really enjoyed this film. It was great to go back and watch it. Um, obviously going to give it a rating. Now, we have been reviewing Star Wars for a very long time, and we have had a rating system from one to five. Uh, and this is based on our, whether it is either smooth as glass or very coarse, which is mm. of course based on Anakin's infamous line in star wars episode two attack of the clones where he says that he hates sand it's coarse and rough and irritating and it exactly. gets everywhere yeah so we said the one the is score, smooth yeah the better yeah the lower the, the lower the score the smoothest the sand it's a five it's sandpaper and it's rubbing it, on your peter yeah. pecker it definitely don't rub it on your peter pecker and in special cases we can
0: if you want to, go to a zero, which is basically a sheet of we glass. Can. And it's the the most perfect film you could ever think of. Um, we have been Jamie, there, nearly. <laughs> we have. I think we've maybe done it for one or two films. We've done like
1: a 0.5 before. Um, but, Jamie, what are you giving this film? I'm going to give it a side one. I think Ooh. it is very good. I think it's very smooth. I would say that the web itself is nice and silky. Ooh, um, nice. And it's just a great superhero film. I'd potentially give it less than a one, but... We only do that in exceptional circumstances. It's just a great classic movie. It's it is it's, a great classic movie. I say movie. classic now that makes me feel old because I you know when I it talk about classics like... it's films that came out before I was born usually. It, it is twenty years <laughs> it's, old like, it's though, 20 like twenty years old. Oh,
0: we're old. <laughs> well I doubt you know what? I'm twenty six. I don't remember watching this when I was six, but I must have done. I think <laughs> so... I
1: remember seeing it in the cinema. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: Really? It, I'm giving it a one. What about yourself? You know what? I'm doing it. I'm not giving it a zero. I'm going to give it a 0.5. Nice. Like, I love it. Honestly. Like, there's nobody who can say that this film and the next one (laughs) isn't, like, better than anything Marvel. There isn't. There's no competition in just just filmmaking and efforts put in and just. How amazing it was for the time in 2002 to have something yeah. of this quality. Like I know Lord of the Rings, are two towers are just bloody dropped and everything, but it, it, it's so good to have something superhero of this calibre around the time. We had X-Men. Like, yeah, the X-Men films are, are all right. Yeah, the first two, you know, they're directed by um, um, a not, not incredible guy, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but they're fine. But this, it's it's amazing. This film... I'm going to put my money on it. This film is the only reason why the MCU exists now. If this film was a yeah. failure, superhero films wouldn't be anything like they are today. Everyone was... who likes Marvel films has this film to thank for their love for the Marvel films. If you don't like this film, then something's wrong with you.
1: Well, it was one of the first sort of of the modern day superhero movies, wasn't it? We obviously had like the old Superman movies back in the day and a few of the old batman movies uh as well but i think when this came out superhero movies started to become quite a bit more regular yeah this um, is like the
0: thing and i think this is one of the last ones to have the inaugural one hour 45 credit sequence at the beginning <laughs> it the did film. have quite a long one they um, all did i remember yeah. the the angly incredible hulk one being about six minutes long and being like oh i can't look at dna strands any longer
1: yeah, but it, it was a great movie, uh, and it was it was great to revisit it.
0: It was a great movie, and great to revisit it. So you're giving it a 1, I'm giving it a 0.5. Now, the music is playing. Heads up, next week, it's going to be... I'm a Goofy Goober, yeah. You're, you're a, a Goofy, goofy, goofy goober, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> goofy, 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 Yeah, it's SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie, which is, I would say, probably one of the best animated movies ever made, but I'm biased because it's an absolutely brilliant movie. It's perfect. Just before the, whatever they're called, the music stops, remember, you need to force out a moustache from your face. That's what you need to do. That's a reference for next week. Anyway, we'll be back next week with SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie. Au revoir.
1: Now that we're men, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.